There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's BudPod164. 164. We're back for more. We're back, baby. (laughs) Oh. We're back, we're back, and 164 are very satisfying. 164, 164 is a satisfying number. Um, it's, uh, they're, they're like three family members, 1, 6, and 4. 1 is the, the patriarch, and 6 is the matriarch, and 4 is a fun cousin. Yep, yeah, I'm yeah. happy with that. Um, have you noticed my accent's different, Pierre? I did notice that you, well, when you came in, you had that cowboy hat on. yeah. <laughs> but there was there was a cowboy hat, but it had corks on. That's right, because I've been to Australia and America, <laughs> and they only sell that hat on the flight between yeah the, the the two countries. Yes, yeah, yeah. And as the air hostess people start coming and bringing out those hats to buy, they're like posing really sexually with it, like yeah. mm, da, 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 yeah. and everyone's clapping, and like everyone in the chairs, they're nudging each other, like this is why this is what we're here for. <laughs> Well, you don't get the, you wouldn't get this on any other flight, you know. People, you can hear some people, people take that. the flight just to get the hat. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just fly yeah. straight back. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm back from my my seemingly mm-hmm. seemingly endless travels through the the Commonwealth. How many weeks through away? Through the new world. Um, Five. S- ooh, no six? more than that. Six or seven. <whistles> is right. I've been away. For so long now. Yeah, man. Britain is literally a different place. It's, it's hot now. I've come back and Britain's hot. Yeah, you've had... So much has changed. What have you done? <laughs> we, t- we found the heating. We turned it on. No. Um, have you have you sort of just had good weather then this whole time? Pur de mouche. Yeah. yeah, well, Melbourne is my perfect weather, which is like quite cool at all times. Yeah. But but never freezing. Um, at least it wasn't ours there. And then I went to America... And uh, I, the last place I was in America was California, which is hot and s- hot every day, sunny every day. It's kind of eerie. It's weird as a British person going to a place where yeah. it's just, it doesn't feel physically possible. Like where the how, weather is just the same every day. Every day. And there's no rain. Is that why they, they, the film industry moved there? Because they were just like, it never rains. There's no cloud. It's the same weather. We can just film it. Oh, forever. that might be a reason. One reason I heard was, um, and it was to- a story told to me by... Uh, Excellent comedian and friend John Hastings. Ooh, yes. The Shout out to Hastings. Canadian sensation, John Hastings. And he said that when the movie makers, the first movie makers wanted to start movie making, they they just wanted to get a far, as far away from Thomas Edison as physically possible. Wow. Because he had the licenses on the cameras, which he invented. Oh. And they were like, mm, we don't want to pay for this. So they just physically got away from, from him. Oh, wow. So apparently Edison wanted to, wanted this, John was saying this, Edison wanted to create a, a sort of Hollywood in New Jersey. New Jersey? On the East Coast. Um, but then all these movie makers were like, we ain't paying, you've nothing. And they just took the cameras and they, <laughs> they kept going west until the sea wouldn't let them go any further. And they built this movie town in the desert. That became the City of Angels. Crazy cowboys. Yeah. 
Venturing West. My word. I heard they set it up there because all the cameras are just already there. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Over a yeah, hundred years before anyone knew what they were. They just found them like Stonehenge. Yeah, or like those big um, those big black monoliths in 2001. I was thinking that. I was thinking... <laughs> that's the sound coming from them. And Orson Welles dancing around and going... Oh, oh, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> All the, yeah, all the actors from the golden age of Hollywood just, yeah, leaping and like throwing... Marilyn Monroe Marilyn Monroe. jumping around. <laughs> throwing director's chairs at each other and stuff. Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> He's like beating his chest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I was like. Um, uh, I, yeah, so I, I saw LA for the first time in my life in Hollywood. Was which- LA as filthy and crowded as they say? Well, Hollywood itself is a fucking dump. It's gross. <laughs> this is interesting. The walk, the Hollywood Walk of Fame smells like piss the entire way. Really? Every single one. Catherine Hepburn's star smells like urine. All of them smell like urine. Wow. It smells disgusting. Tinseltown. And, uh, the, the big famous Chinese cinema. Out where man's, the, man's Chinese theater? Yeah, that's it. And outside they've got all these handprints and footprints. Yeah. Um, it's not arranged in any pleasing fashion. Um, it just looks like a construction site gone wrong because it's literally just people like drawing in wet cement and all these blocks are, are all misshaped and uh, mismatched and they're just kind of scattered about and it, it, it's all it's all gross. I always thought it was like a much more formalized thing. No, I thought it was as well. I thought there'd be I thought there'd be like a whole area and they planned out and there's a map and like maybe a, a gradation of yeah and like a grading of acts like directors on this corner and yeah some actors and or like some chronological order nope just all over the place just mad chaos yeah yeah come on LA it's, it's it's yeah it's kind of a very American of like well I mean Los Angeles is an especially hodgepodge city because yeah. It was just improvised. There's no planning. It doesn't make sense as a, as a city. Yeah. Um. It's just lots of little towns just kind of fighting place next to each other, and you've got to go on the freeway to go t- down to the next bit of town, and it it it's bizarre. It's um. And all the buildings are so short. All the yes. buildings are like two sto- two stories high at most. Yeah. And so the the city just has to go laterally. Yeah, well, it's like when you see those pictures of LA from like the only hill nearby or whatever, mm. and it's this like harrowing. It looks like something from Blade Runner, yeah, right? But yeah. if Blade Runner had nothing, no, none of the cool like center bit where it's like electro skyscrapers, <laughs> yeah. full of neon. It's just like this endless it, like shacks. Yeah, it's like a very short Shanghai. Like the skyline yeah. goes on forever, but it's all yeah. knee height. I did go. I did walk up to the Griffiths Observatory. That's yeah. uphill. That's there's a version of in Grand Theft Auto Five. Knee height, of course, is a part of Shanghai. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I went on a hike, as the Americans call them. Which what? The, what? Can you explain that? Because every TV show, especially set in LA, yeah, people, Phil. So in America, people are hiking left and right. A hike is a walk that lasts longer than six minutes. Really? <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> They're like we're going hiking, and all that's happened is you've walked up what could be technically described as an incline yeah and you've changed that's the main thing you've changed you've put on what you've put on like felt boots and yeah walking boots like this camel camel sort of brown Mm -hmm. it's more about the outfit than the duration of the walk yeah and you eat trail mix (laughs) which is just m&ms and bits of bark or something i eat bombay mix on my (laughs) you have uh, me going you have (laughs) i'm the only person i know he's bombay mix you have a ziploc bag 
a Ziploc liter bag of Bombay mix and a camelback <laughs> filled, a camelback filled with lager. <laughs> and um, it's uh, a it's a pub hike. It's what you do. Um, yeah, that's what it seems like. Is that it's like uh, they, I mean, I've I've been to America a couple of times and no one walks anywhere. So maybe that's why they see it as a hike because it's just mm-hmm. like 500 meters just up a uh, one of the only hills. Yep. Near LA. Yep, it's true. I mean, I think probably New Yorkers walk are like yeah. high on the walking scale as far as America is concerned. But in uh, in LA, people do not walk at all. You, have to, you get a, an Uber everywhere. And there's no because there's no public transport either, really. The yeah. news and not get murdered on. So you have to get an Uber <laughs> everywhere. Uh, are, are the Ubers just like? Other people in the arts. Uh, <laughs> well, what's funny about um, uh, Ubers in America is, you, you know, here in London, you get an Uber and you you know who's going to turn up and you know the car. Yeah. It's a first generation immigrant from the global south. Yes. In a Prius. Every single Every time. Every single time. Yeah. Every single time. S- someone from the global south. Yeah. Prius. You know you're getting. If, if it's a quiet time. Yeah, you might accidentally get one of the Uber execs. Yeah, stepping down the chain. <laughs> but in America, it can be anything. I I, I did it as a joke on my last show, and I kind of wish I'd done it longer. But but you, it, it, it's all up for grams. Any type of person, any any vehicle, you never know. Really? So, yeah, it could be a, a, a mother of three in <laughs> in a jeep, a little boy in a pickup truck, tricycle. <laughs> like, a, a, Clown a, on a tricycle. A witch in one of those pumpy things that they have on the railways with the hands. <laughs> it's anyone. A, what? A tiny Hispanic lady in a Hummer. It could be anything. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, fucking mad. It, it's very strange. Because uh, so, it, it, it really, I think out there it really did start out as this ride-sharing thing. It's someone who just happens to have a car and has some, okay. has some free time. They'll just jump on. They, just, yeah. they can make 30 quid. So, yeah, something like that. So they like... Okay, so that so in LA, Uber looks like what would happen if people actually embraced its corporate message. Yeah, of hey, anyone. Well, or, or anyone. actually embraced the the fake, <laughs> the the fake title of ride sharing, which is what Uber started out calling itself. Yeah, a ride yeah. sharing app. It's in like, the same what, way that you sharing. Yeah, I'm sharing this ride with a cab driver. We're going to my house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hope he likes that. <laughs> Yeah, this restaurant is sharing its dinner with you for a price. It's like, what are you talking about? Ride sharing? Me, me, and me and this guy Ronald McDonald share food with each other. In that, I go to his place of business and I give him money, and I, in exchange, I receive the food, and he doesn't eat. But it does feel a bit more like that, though, because it's just, it's just because any... it's so free for all. That's yeah. mad. Mm. If I ordered an Uber and it said Mildred's on her way. Right, and it was just yeah. like a la- just like a lady, mm-hmm. if it were, like a white English lady in her sort of forties in a sort of pantsuit. Yeah, I wouldn't get in. <laughs> Genuinely, I'd be like, "What is this? What is, is a this? Trap. Yeah, Maybe this is a trap, or it's like a hidden camera thing, or like, are you doing an experiment? Yeah, is this research for something? The the one one a person one guy we got an Uber with in um in Irvine, California. Irvine. He was in an electric car and he was very proud of this electric car. And yeah. He was chatting with us the whole way, the whole trip about the prices of electric cars and how this one is a bit different from the Tesla and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then he started, oh, this is funny. I asked, because I, I, I wanted to know if it came with any sort of 
uh, subsidies. Because yeah. here, if you have an electric car, hybrid car is free road tax. Yeah. And um, free. I had I got free, I had free parking in London for ages. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. A hybrid car. And I said, um, do you get any tax break? And then wait, and then I said, wait, do you do you have road tax here? And he was like, no, no, we don't have road tax. No, we 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 wouldn't. We'd never accept it. It's too much. We all we already pay, and he has said this with a straight face, Pierre. He said we already pay eleven point nine percent income tax. And I was like, hmm? "Is that federal yeah. or state?" Uh, we just said tax. Yeah. Maybe I don't know if it's maybe what it must have been state. Yeah. Eleven point nine percent. And we're not saying so, it's like we're not paying anymore. And me, and uh, our friend Julian. Who was in the car? We just kind of looked at each other, like, <laughs> and like giving this others knowing look. Um, and I, I wanted to laugh, yeah, out loud at him not wanting to pay eleven point nine percent tax. <laughs> so I didn't even tell him what we pay in tax here, and we pay road tax on top. Anyway, and then we got to the place, and we, I, I looked over, and he had a he had a taser gun. Yeah, taser. He had a taser gun, like like in a holster. And I thought this guy likes electricity <laughs> a lot. <laughs> This is like Electro from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's the he's the boss of the electric Pokemon gym. <laughs> he's the gym leader of the electric one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the Pikachu hat on. Yeah, it's how it's how he uh, trains Pikachu. How he tortures Pikachu. We get him do what he wants. <laughs> Ash Ketchum is on his way. <laughs> <laughs> on the Uber app. Would you like to tip Ash Ketchum? Yeah. Uh, he's too old to be so a Pokemon he was like, adventure now. Uh, uh, it seemed to be that area of the country where people are into sustainability, but are also anti-tax and pro-weapons. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a heady brew. Mm. A lot of that bit of California. Well, it's the it's the sort of like, like it's kind say, of red California. Red California, yeah. Where they go, uh, yeah. You can. I'm gonna buy an AR-15 to guard my. Solar, uh, solar to my solar panels. <laughs> Get those kids off my solar panels. That is renewable. That is renewable. <laughs> you can pry my tidal energy generator out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> Green billies. Uh, just here, just sitting on the front porch, looking out of my wind farm, <laughs> chewing on, chewing on. But instead of like a piece of straw, it's like a tiny wind turbine, like a little model wind turbine, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> spinning and as powering a vape that he's vaping. <laughs> and when they, when he, if he, if he says, uh, "Where's oh, where are y'all headed?" and you go, "Oh, we're just going up to Joshua Tree." Woo-wee, it's good wind up there. <laughs> Mighty fine wind to be taken up there. He's got like all these opinions on uh, the, like the quality of soil, quality of wind, and sunlight and stuff. Yeah, it's a very strange mixture, but maybe that maybe that works with a certain flavor of libertarianism, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But it is odd where you sort of want to say to people, "Hey, you know how there's like uh, was it like, like, armies of tramps, right?" Oh yeah, just everywhere. I've never seen homelessness like like it, and it's it's throughout throughout America. It, it just, uh, but, but pictures of it look like World War Z. Yeah, yeah, it's just tense. I've never been in a country, and certainly not not a developed Western country, with as like if you if you drive past a bridge or an overpass, there will be tents under it. Yeah, and tents of people who've been living there 
for long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just on the just on the pavement, just outside, and people pay them no heed. They just walk by. Well, I guess no one walks anywhere. And that's, yeah, there's that. There's that as well. Um, Maybe that's why the hikes are so short because the tents have all been bought. Can't go camping. <laughs> people will assume you're a tramp. Yeah, there's a there's a tent shortage in, in Los Angeles for sure, but yeah, it's 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 appalling. I've never I've never seen I've never seen homelessness or mental illness like it. Um, I've never seen as many mentally ill people just out on the street screaming at the top of their voice, just <laughs> screaming, and people just walk on the other side. I've never I've never um experience so many people just talking out loud to themselves really all yes you go out for a walk and they'll you, you walk past at least three people who are just talking to themselves mumbling to themselves i always thought because like that that is a sort of stock occurrence in like futurama or the simpsons or whatever yeah and i never realized it was like daily observational from um, the american audience watching that comedy you well know? You know, if you play grand theft auto and you yeah. walk around and there are all these npcs just going Oh well, I'll show him. Hey, watch it! And you go, ah, "This is heightened for a video game." Nope, it isn't. It really is not. That really? is, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll use him. Like people, like characters in a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What the fuck, people's, America? Yeah, because there, there's there are no resources designed to look after these people. Um, no one's interested in helping them, so they just live on the street. What um what do you think is the American equivalent for people who come here? Is it when they see they actually see someone in tweed cycling? <laughs> yeah, they're just like, wow, that actually happens, and it's like, yeah, sometimes you will, sometimes you can see that. A friend of mine just come over from America to she's she's got a job in London, she's got a gig in London, she's staying. It's her first time ever to London, and she was first put up in the Langham Hotel next to the BBC, Whoa. and then now she's in a flat in Knightsbridge. Whoa! And I was like. You're getting the London experience Americans think London is like you've you've basically gone to London London land, Florida. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you got to stay in an Airbnb in the Statue of Liberty's fucking head. <laughs> That's something I really enjoyed, by the way. In the the bonus pods you were um, narrating. Oh yes. for us last couple of weeks, all the places I've been trapped. And yes. it's, it's so weird that you were right every single time. I don't know how you, <laughs> yeah. how you knew. Well, I've got um, Find My iPhone, but for your phone. So. <laughs> I just like to keep an eye on you. Where was I? I was trapped in the, the you, Crown in the Statue of Liberty. You were trapped bit. in the Crown and you set a fire in the lamp bit yeah. to get people's attention, but everyone just liked it. Yeah, everyone just took photos and yeah. just thought it was, part, it was part of the act. thought it was cool. Um, where were you trapped... When you were in the Midwest, you were trapped in snow or something, or like snow had trapped you in some way. Right, I'm not right, sure. Right. Or like in, in a sort of Fargo esque. Yeah, situation. you were trapped in a kind of a yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I kept thinking you were going to say I was in a wood chipper, like in Fargo. I'd been trying to chip down a wood chipper. <laughs> what was the Midwest like? Um, in yeah, interesting. I mean. Um, after New York it's nice to be in some wide open spaces and it's a bit more quiet and fewer crazy people walking around uh, but it was also less happening yeah it was less happening I went to the Mall of America when I was oh. in Minneapolis which is the largest mall in America and that's a big contest to win yeah is the music like ba boo ba <laughs> There was no music. It was quite underwhelming, really. It's it's such a big building that you don't you don't realize you're there until you've turned up because it's just so. You know what I mean? Because like, 
you're just driving past concrete for a bit, and it's like, here you are. It's like, oh, the, all this, the last 15 minutes of concrete I've been r- driving past have been was, the building. Was the wall. Was the wall, yeah. Oh, fuck. And so it's like the Pentagon or the Death Star. Like, you don't, you have to be quite far away to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, I see. When you turn up, it's just a wall and a door, and you go, oh, I've been looking at it the whole time. It was the background. And, <laughs> I didn't and, realize I was going shopping in the horizon. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you go in, and it, it, it's just well, it's like it says on the tin. It's just a mall that's it goes up lo- on for longer than you're used to. There's there's a theme park inside of it. There are roller Whoa. coasters in it. That's how big it is. So this is the one place where people do walk a long way. Yeah, it's the, the, I mean, in America they actually have more walking, don't they? Yeah, you yeah. Know, on TV they have all these like pensioners walking all the, all around. Ladies the mall. with their elbows all up. Yeah, we're going on a mall walk. The one place that you can walk. Pretty much, yeah. Oh my god! I mean, oh my god. To, to a British or European person, you go to the Mall of America and you—it's just like at one point I realized, oh, this is just a small town they've put a roof over. Oh fuck! That's basically it. It's a town you—they've put a roof over. <laughs> a roofed town. A roofed town. They've roofed a town. Come see the amazing roofed town. A town where everywhere has a roof, <laughs> even <laughs> the outside. Welcome to the 1967 World's Fair, home of the roofed town. <laughs> in the well, future, everyone will live in a town that has a roof. <laughs> Scientists say that one day we'll be able to roof the globe. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Pope has to come out and say that it's an offense unto God to roof the earth from God's eyes and things. We mustn't roof footage of him on that balcony waving yeah. around, and then like the the voiceover interpretation. We mustn't roof the world. Just <laughs> like really yeah. in a neutral he's, tone. He's gesturing quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> we mustn't roof the world. The sky is a window into God and His existence. Roofing the world would be a bad idea. You can tell when they're <laughs> they're not quite capturing the translation either. You yeah, know? yeah. No, they're definitely missing stuff here. You're definitely like- simplifying. There's there's a word in Italian that doesn't exist in English that he's yeah. had to. Yeah, he's had to come to a compromise with. Yeah, yeah, it's got seven syllables, and he's just had to replace it with like bad. <laughs> you think, uh, it's a shame because it's the Pope. He's definitely saying something a bit complicated. Wait, is it? Is he Uruguayan, the current Pope? Where's he from? Argentinian. He's Argentinian. Yes, and he was one of them. That's why um, he's always eating those big steaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When the the <laughs> when the smoke coming out of the Vatican goes red, it means stop bringing the Pope meat. <laughs> Is that too niche a reference? I don't know. Maybe it's those Brazilian restaurants. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, it's Brazilian restaurants where you have like a piece of card you have a meat flag, a meat flag that's red on one side, green on the other. And if you want more meat, you put it on green, and they just without asking, without asking, they just they bring will you meat. Shave meat off a sword onto your plate. <laughs> There's so many of my favorite things in one sentence. <laughs> yeah, shave swords, meat, protein and weaponry. Protein and weaponry. That's not a bad name for a. <laughs> For a, a restaurant or a, maybe a shop. The kind of shop that that guy with a taser would go to. <laughs> do you know, Joe Rogan would do an advert for Protein and Weaponry. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Fucking hell. Those are his two ad revenue streams, Protein and Weaponry. Yeah, this this podcast is brought to you by Protein and Weaponry. <laughs> go to proteinweaponry.com slash budpod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get 10% off your first order of protein bars or 5% off your first longbow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can use weaponry to get protein through hunting. That's true. They're very linked. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they're, That's they're, crazy. they're strange bedfellows, protein and methylene. <laughs> uh, so that yeah. So what else? I mean, I was away for such a long time. You were gone for a long time, and it's it's. Um, I'm sure the the pod buds are glad to. Oh, and also, yeah, of course, thank you to everyone who came to the shows, both in Melbourne and across America. A lot of pod buds in America. Yes, Got a couple of kojis. Howdy, at me. Um, we're glad you tolerate us being sort of anthropologically baffled and mm. critical of where you live. Do keep the koji shouting to a minimum. By I appreciate it, but like <laughs> if there's a show going on, I don't really have time to say thank you to you and then explain uh, to everyone else well, what I think that it's, stands for. It's only a problem in America, though. Yeah, there's been a couple of koji shoutouts here. I mean, I, really? Yeah, I mean, I, I think at the end, if one of us has finished a show, we go, "Thank you for coming." Maybe in, during the applause or booing, throw out yeah. a Koji then. But uh, um, yeah, but I, I, I would ask that your much appreciated spot for the show doesn't doesn't hinder the the, the rhythms of stand up about no. which I am I am very particular. I'm like one of our made up, I mean, real jazz musicians who we name from time to time <laughs> here. In that, it's also about the jokes you don't tell. Yeah, it's all about the pauses as well. It's. I haven't had any Koji shouting. Really? I've had it when I've Maybe said... Maybe I have one of those faces. Yeah, you, you have a very out. shoutable at face. Yeah. But I've had it where if I've said, oh, I do a podcast or whatever, I, if I've mentioned it, then I'll get it. Right, okay, okay, okay. Uh, maybe like once ever but mostly it's just people either messaging me afterwards or coming up to me afterwards going I was going to shout Koji but I didn't know when yeah yeah I, a lot of people say that as well yeah, which is very sweet which is also appreciated <laughs> yeah um, uh, but, but yeah a yes. lot, lot of lot of pod buds um, who came out so I really appreciate that um, one uh, one fan came to the San Francisco show and had yeah. on her knuckles Koji sort of fake tattooed onto her no! knuckles yeah, which was that's nice that's great uh, that's great yeah. Um. I thank. Well, yeah. Thank you to any of the pod buds who've been coming to see shows, and thank you in particular. We're going to post this on Twitter and Instagram, but um, thank you in particular to Jenny, who I saw at the Bristol Comedy Festival, mm. who mocked up for us an actual bottle of Lucky Kentucky. That's incredible. Um. And it's it looks awesome. We're we're going to post um pictures of it, etc. But it's so. It right. looks, it look, it's beautiful. It really looks like a. It's, it's on a proper like Tennessee whiskey bottle. Well, yeah, it's like on a bourbon-looking bottle. Yeah, and it's got uh, a label on it that says Lucky Kentucky, and and there's like little descriptions and blurbs and like there's there's a little secret joke. We'll see. You'll see. We'll post pictures of every like flank of it. Was it? Who, who was it? The sentence? Jenny. Uh, I, 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 I don't. I never know how much to say of someone's Instagram. Her Instagram is public. Well, Jenny, Jenny will do. Well, she's a freelance designer slash maker. Props, puppets, painting, sewing, sets. Ah, well, that makes sense. So maybe it would be good to say, good for business? Um, we'll tag her. Well, if, yeah, if it's, if it's a public Instagram account. Yeah, Jenny Simmons. Um, yeah, so thanks, Jenny. It's beautiful. I've always wanted some Lucky Kentucky merch. Well, the, well, the, the listeners can get do get it. Oh yes, of course. But then uh, well, but on the an, Patreon, but an actual bottle of Lucky Kentucky. Uh, it's so cool. I mean, uh, yes, and uh, thank you to any of the other. There were other pod buds who came to see me at the Bristol Comedy Festival, um, and thank you for that. Uh, that was much much appreciated. Very high stage. It's in a music venue. Oh okay, so okay. I was very high up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and you're tall already, so your head was very, very far from everyone. I think I was mostly in shadow. I think it was a bit like um, when the bad guy from Inspector Gadget, <laughs> you know, would try and do stand-up. Or, or, or when... Um, Right, or when someone has to meet someone in a warehouse or the docks and they don't yeah. meet, and the show wants to hold back their identity for a bit longer. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It was very much like that. All you could see was the glow of a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. But it was a nice, nice gig. Bristol Comedy Festival, very fun. If you haven't, uh, if you didn't go see it, go check it out um, next year when presumably it will be on. Um, yes. We are very. On the, on the subject of uh, comedy festivals, by the way, yeah. we're both at the Edinburgh Festival. Yes. Coming up this August, the, the the first sort of full festival since old, the old Pan Pan. Since the war. Since the old Pan's Labyrinth. Since the old. Yeah. Coronavirus um, pandemic. Plague. And uh, I'm there for a week, I think 15th to the 21st of August. Ooh. Please come on down to the show. Very it's nice. The new shows. It's not Philly Philly Wang Wang. It's the show. It's the next one. It's a new one. Ba-ra-n-d-new. 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 Uh, what venue? I am at uh, Assembly at George Square. Ooh. One of them uh, theatres there. Eccentrique. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pushing yeah, the boat out. Very nice. I'll be at the Monkey Barrel for almost the whole month. A couple of breaks to go to a couple of weddings. Oh, yeah. In the middle of the month. That's the tricky thing about August, mm-hmm. um, well, for people with friends, is that they have weddings <laughs> to go to. Yeah, you can't, you can't live in a different town for a month and ignore every other part of your life yeah. as easily. Um, but yes, I'll be at Monkey Barrel uh, for the whole month. So if you just uh, go to the Monkey Barrel website or the Fringe website or whatever, I've posted the link. And I'm there, 6.10 p.m. Monkey Barrel 1. Uh, uh, that's a very Edinburgh Fringe time. 6.10. I think I'm at 9.30, which is Ooh. getting into the late. That's late getting it. 9.30 is Fringe 10.30. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. So get in, get. To, I'd like people who uh, want to be there in advance to be there. You yes. know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. So please get tickets because I don't want people. I don't like drunk. I don't want lads turning up on a Saturday night, having decided on a whim to come. Yeah, that's they. They are not always, but often uh, not great audience members. Yeah, not always. But I want pod buds. I want uh, nerdy people. Yep. I want people who uh, like comedy and understand the social conventions of uh, public behavior. See, yeah, public behavior and going to see a performance, a live performance. They're the, they're my heroes. They're the they're the dream the dream boats. Um, From time to time, you you have a group of lads, and it's the nicest thing. There's a group of lads, and you look through the curtain before the show starts, and they're all like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck, fuck, no, fuck, can we get them out? Even though they've not actually technically done anything yeah, yet. Yeah, they haven't done on... anything yet, and I want you to evict them from this room. And then you get on stage, and they're the best. Yeah. And they're, they're really nice. They're and getting they, everything. They get everything, they're paying attention, and you're like, what is your, how did you, how is your life? How are you able to do both of these things? Sometimes you It can... doesn't, or rarely, this is, re- usually, a, a comedian's instincts are right. Usually you get... I've got to a point now where I can look at and go, they're going to be difficult, they're going to be difficult, yeah. and I am correct 86% of the time. Definitely, yeah. You 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 get to the point where... And it's it's something that when you try and tell that to people who don't do this, they don't believe you. Because mm. they go, well, why would that work? And you just go, look, you just... do the, Doing this hundreds and hundreds of times, and because you're like, it, it's not just an experience you're doing hundreds of times, like, you know, yeah. frying an egg. 
it's so full of adrenaline and fear that it imprints in your mind much more profoundly. Right, of course. Yeah, it's so much these, more these memorable. Are all, yeah, these are all important survival memories. Yeah, and you feel sometimes like one of those detectives where any, any face that didn't laugh, you're like, I see them when I close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> They're part of me now. So they're really in there. And also, you, can, yeah, you just go out and you go, won't laugh, mm-hmm. won't laugh. She's going to heckle. Yeah. Also, being a stand-up, I kind of, I sort of, I'm, I believe more than I would have were I not a stand-up. I, I believe more in sort of like, you know, Myers-Briggs personality tests. Like there yeah. are, I, I'm completely convinced there are a set number of personality types in the world. Yeah. And because we are able to identify but you can we can identify personality types from watching someone yeah. in a, in, a, in an audience yeah. for a couple of minutes. We know we kind of know straight away how they're going to behave for the rest of the night. Especially yeah, watching them with in re- relation to anyone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. go, oh, yeah. but like you say, definitely broad brushstrokes. There's like twelve audience members. What do you mean? Types. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Like yes, you yes. know, you know, like um, uh, like in sort of early video games, so it would just be like just twelve types oh, of NPC. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. Or, or like uh, pick, um, pick character. T- well, you know when you're like battlefield, and you can be a medic or you can be yeah, a, yeah. What, what are those categories called? So it's like, like medic, assault, yeah, <laughs> medic, assault, sniper, uh, support, um, support, engineer. engineer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Like, yeah. who, who do you want to play as? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can play as like, um, uh, like, like, like um. I would say uh, heavy, 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 yeah, Yeah. heavy, yeah, 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 mage. (laughs) Um, I would say I was going to say liability. (laughs) That's a good character class for audience members. Liability. Yeah. I would say liability solo is always almost always a lady. Liability solo, as in like I think when men are liabilities, they are five of them. The liability as a group, yeah. Whereas generally, if a lady is a liability, she's just happens to have had the most white wine yeah, of the night yeah. of her group. Yeah. And, and you can always tell her as well. Mm-hmm. She also is usually a whooper. She's a whooper. Even in the, even in England. She even whoop. in England, she'll, she'll whoop up. Yeah. She's a whooper. Yeah. She can be a very good laugher, but she will turn on a sixpence. Yeah. And, and, and off, and her good laughing is such that it actually puts everyone off because yes. it's too, it's yeah. so manic and, uh, too loud. It's functionally a heckle. Yes. Yeah. And it's harder to deal with than an actual heckle because you can't say at a comedy gig as a comedian, stop laughing <laughs> or laugh differently. Laugh. Enjoy me differently. Enjoy different. That must be a slogan. <laughs> Yeah, jabbing your finger in someone's face. Enjoy different. That's a yeah. That's a slogan for my new comedy startup. <laughs> Enjoy yes. different. Um, shall we do some Cory Sponed Oh yes. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, thirty six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ring, ring, letters, emails, I uh, got sent a lovely uh, bit of correspondence from uh, from where are you? It's on my Instagram. Jack. Jack. It's good to be back. So it's, I'm talking about myself, Jack. Yeah. But it's good to be back it's in good. the sense that because you're, you're back, you can hear from Jack. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Let, let's pick up the slack. <laughs> oh. Um, uh, so interesting greeting, dear, dear Pierre Novelli mm-hmm. and Sillet Bang. Wait, wait, what, what's your one? It's Pierre Novelli. Oh, it's just Pierre. Okay, this there, is my full name. Okay, there isn't a, a washing. Is there no washing product that could work with Pierre? There's gotta be. It's gotta be. No, Pierre non bio. Pierre non. <laughs> Pierre non bio. Doesn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> Pierre washing up liquid. There we go. <laughs> There we go. Comedy is an art form. Dear Pierreal. Pierreal. Pierreal Novelli. Pierreal. Hmm. Pierre liquid. Oh man. Yeah. God. There's stuff in there. We're running rings around you, Jack. <laughs> Pierre. <laughs> Dear Pierre Novelli and Sillet Bang. Pistorian here. After binging through the first 126 episodes, I feel I must tell you something. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh, no. What have we done? My ex could not poop properly. Oh. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Some some girls have that um, no no pooping problem. What's it called? Um, constip- is constipation more common in ladies than men? It feels like it is. Is it because of the societal pressure on women not to poop? Um, I definitely know that, like, more women than men have a massive issue with, like, going for a shit like yeah. just in public or in a public just loo or at work yeah. or in the street or in front of a paying audience <laughs> <laughs> for some reason they have a yeah definitely it's definitely a stigmatized heavily stigmatized thing yeah we've got a, an email that i want to get to where the subject line is bud pod is a feminist text <laughs> oh great and it's about the positive <laughs> effect that we've had on on uh, modern in, feminism in a scatological sense oh great 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 we're, we're opening poopy doorways Yes, we're op- we're holding bumholes open. What 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 wave of feminism are we on now? Because it's at least fourth. It's fourth, isn't it? So I think bud pod feminism will be the fifth wave. Fifth wave. Yeah. Poo feminism. Poo feminism. What about yeah? What about daily tasks? Yeah. Open up necessities, mm-hmm. daily necessities, things that you must do because you're human. So yeah, I think it's definitely. It definitely, th- women seem to have a thing with stigmatizing of it more. And I don't know, either men just have very low standards of what they expect to come out of their ass, or, 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 or women have a lot more IBS than men. 
<laughs> so many well, women so, have so IBS. You, so you think the reason a lot of women can't poop is because they have too high standards of what comes no, out no, of their I ass. Just, <laughs> like, no, that's not good enough. He's that's arrogant. <laughs> no, He's arrogant. I mean, like, these shits aren't good enough. <laughs> yeah, going back inside until something with of something of quality decides something, to poke its head out. Something of merit. No, I think because like a lot of either the same amount of men. <laughs> Either the Just same two nuts of sassy finger waving thing other her own poop game. Uh uh-uh, uh, <laughs> you think you're good enough to come out of me? Uh uh, back in you go. Trying to make your uh, trying to make your poo balance a book on its head and stuff. Um, <laughs> this poo's not been to finishing school. <laughs> no, I mean like either right, either as many wi- men as women have IBS and we just don't hear about it. Uh huh. So, but I was thinking like, oh, maybe we don't hear about it because men are just like. Half the shits I do are like angry liquid. Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha. <laughs> like they don't see, like men don't go to the doctor, do they? No. So they don't care about their shits. Right. So so you, th- you think there might be all these constipated men out there who are just not talking about it? Or IBS, I mean. Right. Men, we need to talk. Men, we need to talk about more about our anuses. We need to talk more. If anything. We've been talking about our brains a lot recently, so now let's go to the other end. <laughs> yeah. Don't ignore your anus. Um, so either... Everyone has the same percentage of IBS, and it's just a societal phenomenon happening here. Or there's something unlucky if you're a lady. Mm. Add it to the pile, I guess, of unlucky things. Yeah, join the queue. Yeah, IBS. Uh, IBS, yeah. I hope the queue's not too long. Well, that's probably why he's not getting out. (laughs) No, IBS is is getting out. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, IBS is getting out. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so... Yeah. Jack's ex was one of these afflicted ladies. Oh, okay. as he says, my ex could not poop properly. Yeah, although not for any of the reasons we've just outlined. Oh, this is an, an exceptional. And that that was a thorough list. You'd think. Yeah, that's exhaustive. Ex- almost exhaustive, but there's something we missed. Yeah. Right. No, not in a uh, as in a colostomy bag or rectal bleeding. Mm-hmm. Not that. But she would poop into her hand. No. Capital letters. Every time. No. <laughs> No. What? Every time I think we've heard every possible version of it, <laughs> of a poo story, I'm I'm blown away by the variety of life. There are more things in bumholes and toilets, Phil, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. Yes? <laughs> it's an infinite range of human experience out there. It really is. It really is. That's why, uh, this, even though this is quite recent correspondence, when I when I saw it, I thought... This is good to come back to. Right, okay. Yeah. She would poop into her hand every time. <laughs> I, I find this hard to believe. I have, I've heard of this as a thing. Upon arriving to the turd bucket... The toilet? I think he means toilet. Okay, because at this point I'm ready to believe she has <laughs> Actually, a, that's a true. bucket. That's true. Given some of the stories we get, it's hard to spot metaphors. <laughs> I mean, we already have a poo knife and we just go, yep. yep. We, we, we now treat the phrase poo knife with... The casual energy of someone saying, f- putting flowers in a vase. <laughs> yeah, of course you have a poo knife. You put flowers in a vase, you have a knife for your poop. We, we treat, we, when someone says poo knife, we treat it like they've said USB charger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah, I know those around the house. Upon arriving to the turd bucket, toilet, we presume, she would, like you and I, straddle the porcelain in the regular seating position. Okay. All normal so far. Yep. <laughs> or, or, or side saddle because she's a lady or side saddle yes if she's if she went to finishing school <laughs> I use a toilet side saddle <laughs> <Imagine>. <laughs> God. 
she straddles the porcelain in the regular seating position. Next, she would mummify her hand with Bob oh, Ross. Well, this is insane. <laughs> I love the phrase mummify your hand. Do you think she rubbed her hand with sacred oils and pulled her hand's brain out of its nose with a big hook? Wrapping it around, chanting. <laughs> so her hand is a big cartoon mummy, right? She's mummified her hand with bog roll before placing it underneath the back passage. Okay. Yep. A poop would fall onto her hand. That's how it's phrased. <laughs> a poop would fall. I'm not saying she's shitting. <laughs> Let's just say a poop would okay. fall onto her hand. Who knows where it came from? All I'm saying is that a poop appeared... And it ends up in her hand. It fell on a mummified hand. Okay, Where so the she shamed to her hand like an ape, is what he's saying. Right, yeah. Like a chimp. Um, a chimp with a mummified hand. She would proceed to wrap it up. So she'd mummify the poop. Yeah, but and then... And put it in it... like a jar next to her hand like an offering for the afterlife. I'll have this shit in the next life. <laughs> this poo will serve me. Beyond the ra- beyond the, the black plains of whatever... <laughs> Who was, who was the god of death? Anubis, wasn't it? Anubis, well done, yeah. When obviously, if you want to make it to the heaven bit, um, they weigh your turd on a big <laughs> scale. And it needs to be lighter than a feather. <laughs> Only the best uh, get through. So oh, I find this difficult because she's mummified her hand, but that to me that implies that the, the loo roll's kind of... It's wrapped around your hand, so how are you detaching it enough to then wrap it, shrouding the poo? Well... I guess, like, you know how you pick up a dog poo? You wrap the bag around your hand and you grab the dog poo and then you, and then you unfurl kind of slip it. it off. And maybe it's the same kind of... She's her own dog. She is her own dog. <laughs> She's her... I once dated someone who was her own dog. <laughs> That's what he, Jack could say from now on. She picks up after herself. <laughs> She's very tidy. She picks up after very herself. Very tidy. She picks up after herself. Just don't interrogate me on what I mean by that. So... <laughs> So she's she's a poo has fallen onto her hand. <laughs> Where from is not important, okay? Let's, let's just say it's from the hand, okay? Poo's on her hand. She would proceed to wrap it up and lower it into the water. Like what? Moses. What? Moses in his basket. Among the reeds. Among <laughs> Among the reeds. It's very Egyptian. Yeah, the whole thing is very, very Egyptian. Egyptian. Can I just say, Jack? Your story about a girl you used to date who shits it to her own hands. Very Egyptian. Very Old Testament how this lady does a poop. Yeah. Very Old Testament. <laughs> um, she would proceed to wrap it up and lower it into the water. <laughs> Enya playing. Yeah. This process who would be... Who can say where the poo goes? Where the day flows? <laughs> Sail away, sail away. <laughs> that, like that kind of thing. <laughs> sail away. And who can... As he lowers it into the water. Very t- terrifying to watch this happen to, like, Gregorian chant. Piesu <laughs> domine. Just, oh. Um, this process would be repeated for the entire shit. So every piece, every single piece. Every piece gets its this own little... This is insane. This <laughs> is insane. We've heard some crazy things on here. But this is the most insane, I think. This is this is sinister... Um, 
this is more frightening than some of the more lurid stuff we've got because of the amount of control. Mm. It's and, quite Patrick Bateman-y. It's how also, Patrick Bateman would go for a dump. It's the regularity with which you must have to do this as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. And the level of control that she's demanding of her own bum. It's very Patrick Bateman. I wonder how Jack found out. Do you think he caught her once? Or did she sit him down and say, before this gets much more serious, there's something I have to tell you? Did they live together and he was just like, we are going through a lot of loo roll. <laughs> yeah. Like well, a lot. Why are they all like, I go in the bathroom and there's just hand-shaped sort of casts <laughs> of loo roll <laughs> lying around. You say these paper mache gloves everywhere. <laughs> Is there a, are you, do you have a project? Do you teach project? kindergarten or something? What's going on? Is this arts and crafts? She would repeat this process for the entire shit. My God. He says, I don't know whether it was the fear of toilet water splashing onto her ass or whether she was channeling her inner raccoon from the previous Bud Pod story. I think Jack sent us something about a raccoon. Right, right, right. There was that raccoon that was like hungrily gathering up someone's shit, wasn't there? Right. Some story. Right, okay. Anyway. Um... But it was fucking weird. There we go. Yeah. Jack's right. I think that's fair. I always wondered what would happen if it were to be diarrhea, but I never found out. Oh, of course. Yeah. What would happen then? Just chaos. Just have to, have to cup her hand more. or um... Someone trying to wrap water. <laughs> I think also Bruce Lee said, isn't it? You, you can't wrap. Be like water. You can't wrap water. I mean... Be like diarrhea. You can't wrap diarrhea in loo roll. That was what he said that towards the end of his life. When his mind was going from all those concussions. Yes, Bruce. Um, I never found out what happened if it was diarrhea. She did sometimes shower after shitting, though. I would hope so. I hope she did. Yeah, I do it every time if I were her. I need a shower just hearing that story. I, but I would say that she needs to shower the least because... It's like she's wiping each time with like the most control. You know what I mean? Yeah, but most people don't touch their shit at all until they wipe. Yeah, but they're also shrouded and so on. Like, I don't think she needs to shower more than anyone else. I think she needs to wash her hands yeah, more. Yeah, she needs to wash her hands. Yeah. But the, I, I think the showering thing is just to be like, to guarantee that I have a clean anus. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it's more control freakery about mm-hmm. her own butt. Li- mm-hmm. She's literally anal. Wow, of course. She's literally anally retentive. This is like pure uh, Freud. Yes. Lucian Freud would be sat there stroking his beard going, yeah, yes. Is her mum fit? <laughs> you know? Of course, she is, literally is anal. It's amazing the link between people being uptight and literally this sort of madness. What to do with the poop and habits yeah. in particular. Yeah. 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 It's about Mad. control. It's about control. It's about control. That's what's scary about it. Yeah. It's not chilled out at all. Gosh. Yeah. Well, and then Jack says, perhaps, um, oh no, praise redacted, but Bud Pod just helped me power through submitting my pissitation. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, great. Um, which has included laughing so loud and crying in a library due to the super poison story. Oh, that's the story of you mixing all like soaps and po- potions. It was the, it's the guy who made super poison and poured it in his dad's lawnmower, and it blew. Oh, I, he tweeted me recently, and he said that, that. Remember, I said I'd love the idea of people listening to Bud Pod in a workshop. <laughs> right, like right, hard right. working, hard yeah. working guys. Yeah, yeah he's the what's his name? Super poison guy. Mm. 
isn't a workshop. He listens to it. Right, he's right, making right. stuff because he's a. I'll look it up. It's Apologies. funny to imagine a guy in like a welder's mask listening to, with sparks flying yeah, in front sh- of his face. Yeah, yeah. Doing like a 1980s, like building a tank A-team style montage. <laughs> but it's us talking about mummifying dumps. <laughs> um, so he says, and he shared super poison with all his friends. Thank you very much. That's very kind. Perhaps one day I'll tell you about the time I got food poisoning from Subway and had vomit and diarrhea in the middle of a perfectly legal forest rave in North London. A hearty Italian diarrhea. Guy. Hearty Italian diarrhea. Yeah. Um, no mayo. <laughs> uh, but until then, Koji Jack. Thanks, I Jack. I don't Thank think Jack is the super... Po- no, Jack can't be the super poison guy. He's laughing at it. Yeah, right. No, that will be quite arrogant. Um, for I cried Jack laughing to listening li- to my own anecdote. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was when the podcast really picked up, actually. is When, when I anecdote. contributed. Yeah. When oh. I was involved. Let's see if I can find it. I'll scroll through. But that's all the time we have, guys. Thank you, Jack, for that. Thank you, Jack. And thank you for listening. I'm glad to be back. Um, thank you for um, powering through our little sabbatical there. Uh, but both Pierre and I are back. We've not even heard about your... your Pierre went on his rare holly bobs. Oh, very rare holly bobs. First long out-of-Europe holly bobs as an adult. That's how rarely I go Is on holly true? Bobs. Yeah, if you don't count like Adelaide. Oh my lord. For the festival. Gosh, wow. Yeah, I just don't go on holiday. Yeah, yeah. Well, well done on finally doing it. Thanks, man. I'm too relaxed. I put my passport through the washing machine. What? Yeah. I was so relaxed when I got back from holiday, I immediately put my passport that in the washing machine. That would make me scream. If, wh- I, what happened to it? It Actually, you know what? It came up pretty good. I mean, clean. they are designed to... To be pretty durable. It was inside very waterproofy swimming shorts oh, as well. Good, good, good. So it actually came out. I'm getting a replacement still. Okay. Because of the, the one bit peeled a bit. Oh, what a pain. Um, I think I could blag it going somewhere, but I don't want to risk it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I put it through the washing machine, and um, just as I took out those shorts and felt the, in the pocket, I felt the familiar square shape. Yeah. I just went. I just said to my girlfriend, "I put my passport in the washing machine, <laughs> completely flat, toneless." And just like with a completely blank face, like 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 a translation of the Pope. Totally, yeah. The Pope is doing this thing, Going, like he's acting know. out. Yeah. yeah. I put my passport in the washing machine. <laughs> it's such a funny thing for the it Pope. It got to all have to wet say. now, and yeah, <laughs> he's, he's gesticulating on the balcony, and he's doing like the actions of opening a washing machine and finding his pants in there, and, and he's holding it out, still wet. I don't. I can't leave the Vatican now. I'm trapped in. I can't leave the Vatican. Until. I technically can't even go down the road. <laughs> I have to get, I have to apply for a new passport, and you'd think because I'm, you know, the Pope, that they could speed up the process. But what's the problem? What do people think I'm going to do? I have to go anywhere in a bubble-shaped car, regardless. Yeah, my fucking passport, the washing machine, Jesus Christ! Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Yeah, sorry. My- Ugh, my passport. I mean, it's uh, my just, passport. Oh, you, you know, God. Damn it! Sorry, oh, it's just oh. this is so. This is just like me. People, the guy listening, translating, is listening so hard. He looks just like a guy at the Nuremberg trials or at the UN. This um, is the, just. This is literally the last thing I need. I'm the Pope for fuck's sake. Sorry again. I'm just upset. <laughs> Please forgive me. You should forgive people, by the way, just to get back on track. Um, yeah, I put it through the washing machine and I was eerily calm about it. Mm. Because you know when you fuck up so 
big. Yeah. When when something really bad's happened, your body doesn't give you an opportunity to freak out. It's like, okay, we need to just com- c- compute and yeah. realize what's happened. We need to put a plan together yeah. for this disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're basically we're both back. Uh, we're both my, back, baby. My passport is dry. Mm-hmm. Pierre's is wet, and yeah. that's why we work as a as a team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we cover yeah. all bases. Let's just say he's got a pretty wet passport. <laughs> that's what people say about me. Does Pierre travel a lot? Let's just say he has a pretty wet passport. <laughs> Let's just say his passport's not exactly dry. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, luckily, I don't need a passport fill to go to the Patreon VIP area. Yes, yes, no visa required mm-hmm. on entry. But you do have to leave in 90 days. You got 90 days <laughs> yeah, in the bonus yeah. pod before you need to. You just leave the country, come straight back, you get another 90 days. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but you do yeah. have to do it. You do have. You do need yeah. to do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, All well. Right. See you there. See you there and see you next week. Bye. Bye. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 